the Weekend Show with Ken Kidney. Good morning, good evening, good night, and welcome to this special Christmas edition of the Weekend Show. My name is Ken Kidney, and I have the great pleasure of being joined by my joyous co-host, Garrett. Say hello to the listeners, Garrett. Yippee kayak, other buckets. Okay. Okay. That's that's uh, uh, it's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine reference, Ken. If you'd been up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you'd get it. My internet provider does not allow for less than legal downloads. I, 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 are you suggesting I illegally watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? There's a slander. Well, yes, I, do. I am. Are you denying it? No. <laughs> Stop slandering me! Well, Gar, we threatened to do a, a sequel to our first Christmas episode, and we are nothing if not men of our words. So, here it is. Christmas 2... Yule Tide with a Vengeance. Sounds like a sci-fi film. That's the best I could come up with. Yeah. Revenge of the Killer Santas. Yeah. I don't know. I'd make a, a zombie spin-off film of Santa Claus where, where Santa comes back to life as a zombie and tries to get revenge on Tim Allen for killing him. Interesting. We might talk about it in our main segment. But we'll move on for now. Coming up in just a few minutes, we will run down our most noteworthy stories of the week as always. You'll hear our special Christmas Netflix, and in our main segment, we talk our favourite Christmas songs and movies. Lots of seasonal goodies in store, but Garcer, good tidings. How was your week? Are you looking forward to Christmas? It's, what is today, 20th? It is. So, five days? Well, you know, but it's, it's quite late on the 20th. It's so. nearly 21st, so four days. We're heading towards four days. It's not, it's not particularly cold yet. No, it's, well, it's been very rainy here. Super wet. Uh, we've had a lot of tropical storms. Tropical storm Desmond. Desmond. Which has devastated a lot of the country. We're, we're okay though. Where do they come up with names? Because I know they alternate male and female, don't they? Yeah. So the next one will be a female name. And they, they go down the alphabet. So it'll be an E female name, I think. I think that's how they work it. But like, it's Desmond's turn. Desmond, you're causing destruction. <laughs> or it's, it's, it's like Parks and Rec and Desmond is the Gary of the office. Yeah. So it's just like, we're naming it after you, Desmond. Desmond is usually like like someone you you'd name like a uh, a gentle soul. Yeah, I would say a non-threatening character. Yeah, you almost said you sounded like you said character there, which is, is a mixture of gar and character. Let's go with it. Yeah, I watched Big Hero Six again last night. Uh, how long has it been since you watched it? Uh, it's been about a year, so a year. <laughs> Saw yeah. it last year in the, the film festival. Any new takes? I think there? it's been a year. Yeah, it was end around, of twenty fourteen. Yeah, November or December last year. Yeah, yeah, because it been frozen the year before in twenty thirteen. Yeah, uh, I cried. You cried. I seen it before, and at the end when they go into the the void and Baymax is left behind, and he say sacrifices himself to say save hero, and I'm just like <coughs> spoilers. It's been out a year. There's not spoiler tags for a film that's been out a year. That's a problem with Star Wars. And fair enough, I'm a fan of spoiler tags within like the first three or four weeks of a film being released. But if it's been out a year, it's fair game. Anyway, and he shoots him out in the void. He's stuck in the void place, and he's left him behind. Like, even though I know that he does in fact come back, uh, I still cried. I was like, "No, Benax, no!" He sacrificed himself, Garcia, to save his buddy. He made me cry. That's such a good film. I, I, I love it. I, I deeply love it. Cheeky Netflix. Yeah, Scott Adsit has a perfect voice for Baymax as well. I'm not fast. Yeah. Oh uh, no. If you don't know Scott Adsit, uh, you'll know his face if you're a fan of the show Thirty Rock. He's in that. I've never watched Thirty Rock. He's one of the. He's the head writer on the fake SNL style show. 
What did you do this weekend? Uh, worked and did nothing. You see, when you when you like, I have Christmas off, and when you have Christmas off, that means you work. Yeah. All the time. Um. Yeah. That's about it. Oh, um. You should just record a stock. Worked and did nothing, and was we'll edited in every week. This podcast is a highlight of my weekend. Yeah. Because I get to see you. Oh, you saw me on Friday when we went to see Star Wars. Yeah, I wrapped up my Christmas shopping. You know. Did uh, you buy me more presents? I didn't. I got you two presents. I got you two presents. Don't be I got you three presents, so you know, you well, spent more money on me. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have a job. In yeah, I'm a scrub. But uh, yeah, like it was just nuts. Like, uh, did most, you get trampled? Uh, no, it was just it was just like everywhere a queue or a line if you're in America, and uh, I got some hot chocolate, but that made up for kind of. <laughs> was it white hot chocolate? It was white hot chocolate with marshmallows and cream. Was it delicious? amazing if you're ever in cork there's a little hot chocolate place. well there are coffee places as well but they do chocolate and hot chocolate it's called o'connell's and i can't remember the name of the street because i'm terrible with that stuff which one is it o'connell's where is O'Connell's? oh it's it's off paul street oh okay one of those uh, french church street i think so okay i'm not sure though i don't think so actually uh, I'm terrible at directions, and I've just talking. We've taken you on a weird aside there, but yeah, it reminds me of the time that Ed was trying to guide you to the 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 tech shop off of um, Don Square, and he was just like, "Just turn the corner around Argos, and there it is. Direct me, walk me, stay on the phone, and walk me there." I'm terrible with directions, but the point is, O'Connell's chocolate does amazing hot chocolate, and they do weird coffee things if you're into that garbage. Coffee is rubbish. It's objectively rubbish. It smells nice. It does smell nice, but it's poison. It is. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? Let's get us. You on didn't with do the show. so. You did nothing with your week. Yeah, I I just got ready for Christmas and I wrapped my presents. And okay. Did you wrap the presents? I did. Oh jeez, I dropped gift bags. In fairness, <laughs> gift, see, um, if you're not terribly good at wrapping like I am, then all you have to do is buy some gift bags, throw the crap in there. Yeah. And tape them closed. To steal a John Oliver joke, they're the sweatpants of Christmas wrapping. They're very lazy, but better than nothing at all. Yeah, yeah. I, stole, I stole the joke, put credit for it. Yeah. Or gave credit for it. Maybe John Oliver will listen as a result. Yeah. Maybe he won't. He probably won't. <laughs> we might have our Christmas miracle, Gar. Do we have a Christmas miracle? Well, let's say we might, we might get one. Okay. What if more than 10 people listen to the show? It'd be a Christmas miracle. Our top story this week is Star Wars. It's Star Wars. Yeah, it's just... This week is Star Wars. I'm happy the film is finally out, so we can kind of go away. Nobody, nobody, literally nobody else has been talking about anything else but Star Wars this week. And like many millions of people, we shelled out our hard-earned dough on Friday to see the much-anticipated en- entry, the seventh entry, I might add, in the long-standing sci-fi franchise. That's hard to say, sci-fi franchise? Got it the second time. Yeah, you should just edit the first one out. <laughs> oh, Gar. No, Gar, that's, I have journalistic integrity. Okay, you don't want to, to mislead our audience. No, I want to missile them. <laughs> that's, a, that's like a, 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 a watchdog term, missled. It was missled by this advertisement. Yes. And it also sounds like a Christmas decoration. Mistletoe. Mistletoe. Adding to our Christmas theme. We don't have any mistletoe here because we're brothers and that would be weird. Yeah. Not a fan of incest. Who was it? Was it Jeremy Irons suggested that 
uh, if gay marriage came in, incest would run wild. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't. That's not how. That's not how it works. Uh, he is Scar, so you know Scar yeah. is obviously very intolerant of the gays. That's true. So, Gar, what did you think? It's a great film. It is a very, very good film. I'd imagine J.J. Abrams was, was was stressed out of his mind, but he nailed it. He's getting his, he got getting old pat on the back. Yeah. It's a very strange film in that we're not going to give you any spoilers because that would be uncool. We'll, like The problem with this film is they've kept so much of it under wraps that basic plot points people say are spoilers. But when I, they're not. But I think that that was what part of led to the hysteria because so yeah. little was known about it. People were chomping at the bit, literally, like like dying to see it. Uh, so it was a very shrewd move in the market from a market. Yeah, because they, did, they didn't have to give anything away. But the problem is, if you talk about the most rudimentary of plot points, like the 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 setting of the film, the the what's what they set up, it's it's like oh, it's a spoiler. It's it, no, it's not. That's the first five minutes of the film. But what my point was, what I was going to say is, it's interesting in that that it's a it's it's like three three styles of film in one. It's almost like a remake, a reboot, and a continuation in one film. Yeah, because it it is very faithful to the original film. But the idea is that here are our old stars, our Harrison Fords, and our our Carrie Fishers, and our our Luke Skywalkers, our Mark Hamills. These are the people you like, and now here are the new people that we want you to like as well. So I think the point we make are that it's. Like in the style and and the set pieces, yeah, it's almost identical to the first Star Wars. It's very similar the way it sets things up. Yep. Uh, but I, I I liked the fact that they obviously had the old characters to link the past to the future, mm-hmm. but they didn't overly rely on them, and they gave the new stars more than enough room to shine. Yeah, this is this is their film. Yeah. It, it's not Harrison Ford's film. It's John Boyega's film. Yeah. And Daisy Ridley. Ridley. Daisy Ridley, who is very good in this film. She's 23. Is she that young? I know. That's a lot of pressure on young shoulders. Yeah, but um, one of the hallmarks of it, and it's the same with the original trilogy, I think, is that it's a largely unknown cast for the new yeah. stars. Or the very least kind of indie names. Because yeah. people know who Oscar Isaac is, but... Oscar Isaac's mostly done kind of low-budget films, though. Yeah. Uh, well, he was, was he nominated for an Academy Award for Inside Llewyn Davis? I don't think he was. I think the film was though. Yeah. So that was relatively high profile. Yeah. Uh, high profile in the attention it got. Not so. And now he's playing. He's playing Apocalypse next year. So yeah. he's officially breaking into the mainstream. Yeah. But yeah, when uh, he, when he was cast, he was relatively low key. John Boyega. Nobody really ever heard of him. Neither uh, Daisy Ridley. Yep. Um, in the same way, people didn't really know who Mark Hamill was, and like Harrison Ford was kind of a thing then. Yeah. But not quite a thing. Donald Gleeson. Um, he's been in some big budget films. Donald uh, Gleeson? Yeah. He's in Harry Potter. And uh, Judge Judge Dredd. And what was it? Ex Machina? He's in that. Yeah. So he's he's in pretty big films. But he tends to, to kind of dot back and forth between kind of smaller and bigger projects. Which is kind of what I would do if I was an actor. Now he's in the Star Wars. So how do you think they roll to the challenge of taking on such a huge franchise? Do you think anyone let down their side of the bargain? No. They just made a good film. It's a space rock. Yeah. That's what Star Wars was. It's not about people sitting around talking about oh, space politics and senates and all the other stuff that made the the, the um, uh, prequel trilogy so bad and dull. It's just like, here's space, pew-pew, lightsabers, more pew-pew, spaceships shooting at each other, big finale. Yeah, and there's, like, there's quite a lot of, um, you know, stuff that might annoy 
a certain section of the fans like um it's no it's no uh, secret that Daisy Ridley is ba- uh, is basically the new star of it. Yeah, she's the new Luke Skywalker. And you know some people go, well, she's a woman just for you know the sake of it. Yeah. But I think it strikes a really who great cares? Blow. Like her gender plays very little role in the film. Yeah. She is a character in the film. But in the way she's dressed, in the way that she's introduced, it's almost identical to Luke Skywalker. Yeah, she's Luke Skywalker. She's the new Luke Skywalker. Um, but some people are, are saying that she's. She's a girl for the sake of it. What, how do you address that guy? She's not a girl. She's but her gender plays literally no bearing on the role. That's yeah. that's how it should be. She is just she's a character. I hate that. It's like go away. I I don't like people like as I said. I don't like them just making Doctor Who with a woman a woman for the sake of it. If there is a woman who is suitable for the role, I have no problem with that. This is is not like look at our female character and look how progressive we are. This is just this is a female character in this film. If you have a problem with that, you're stupid. Yeah. John Boyega, basically new Han Solo. Yeah. Um, Oscar Isaacs. <laughs> new <know>. Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where he fits in exactly. And They don't all have uh, to be as you've seen with each from other. The, from the trailer, there is a new Darth Vader style, style character yeah. called Kylo Ren. We won't go into too much detail about him because there's some major spoilers around that. Yeah. Um, like, even though it's the first like five minutes of the film still. Jeez. <laughs> I know, but, you know, we'll, we'll be kind here. Yeah. Um, looking forward to the future of the franchise. It, it is a new trilogy, so it's setting up a new trilogy. Obviously, there's going to be Plus a bunch of spin-offs. There's going to be more than that. Rogue One is coming out next year. Yeah, there's going to be one every year for the next, like, 20 years until people stop going to see them, essentially. Um, did, did, did they leave enough places for you to go in, the, in this film for you to hold your interest over a franchise that's going to extend into 2000, into 2017 and 2019. Considering how it ended, yes. <laughs> Can't yeah. say how it ended, but considering how it ended, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's quite a lot of room there. Um, they've established a new villain, basically out of the embers of the Empire mm. comes the First Order. That's not a spoiler. It's Again, just... yeah, people people will go, First Order, why are you telling me? It's like, no, they're just the new Empire. They're yeah. the villains. They're the new villains, like just like the Resistance is the new Republic. Why do they call it, they still call it the Resistance, which I think is, is more of a throwback than anything else. They still refer to them as the Resistance. Like, they're the government. Why is there a Resistance? Because I, suppose... I think that the, the, they set it up as two separate bodies or something, don't they? Yeah. Uh, there's the Republic who are That's then the supporting the Resistance. That's the Star Wars guy. Yeah, but... But they're not a resistance. What are they resisting? They're in control. But, no, but I think the, the New Order is like the bigger faction. I think they're the ones how? controlling things more. How, how over 30 years did Leia go, took my eye off the ball there, didn't I? Oh dear. I've just let a whole new empire spring up under my nose. But, um, yeah. Anyway. It's, it's, it's just a cool name, Gar. Yeah. Resistance sounds cool. It does. The... Disney are set to make a projected twenty-five billion during during the life cycle of a new film. Including <laughs> they paid four for it, <laughs> not including spin-offs. Uh, Does that include like merch? Yeah, that's merchandise and the whole. Lot. Which they 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 make the four million back or billion back on merch alone. I've got to think that George Lucas has more sweeteners in that deal. I hope so. Though then again, four billion like. Yeah. Oh no! I only made four billion. I'm pretty sure he retained a piece of the merchandise, which is smart. Mm. And I, I, I can't think he won't get a piece of the gross of each film because, you know, based on twenty five billion, you know, and more projections beyond that, that doesn't even take into account the spinoffs mm. and inevitable second trilogy. Yeah, you know. Do you uh, know Ewan McGregor had a cameo? He did, and so did Daniel Craig. Oh, 
Well, well, it's not a spoiler because you won't ever recognize him. Yeah, he's apparently there's rumors that he played a stormtrooper. Yeah, in one of the more comical scenes in the film. We won't spoil it, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much the 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 sum up of this review. Yeah, but we, they we do de- they they have denied it, but there are rumors. But yeah, the, I didn't even notice even McGregor. No, because it's at it's at the end of the there, there's a bit of a, a kind of a dream sequence of a, a vision sequence, and there there there's just a lot a Ewan McGregor line at the end that that's him. Though the first word is uh, edited Alakinus. They took, because yeah, the, the line is something like, uh, Ray, the force will be with you, or something like that. Some nonsense. But the Ray bit is Alakinus, and the rest is you, uh, you and McGregor. But they took the Ray from uh, Alakinus saying the word afraid. They edited the Ray bit out of that and <laughs> added into the film. Frank Oz actually recorded new Yoda lines as well, but they're like, we preferred the old ones. We're going to use old, old lines. Sorry, Frank. It's just like, Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood everywhere. I assume you got paid for it, so who cares? But Now, get ready for this, Gary. The current gross, mm-hmm. according to Wikipedia, before recording, Which is, is the, the holder of all the world's information. 250 million in just three days. Yep. It broke the US record by about 20 million. The US domestic record, which was about 230 for an opening weekend. Which was set by Jurassic Park earlier. Uh, Jurassic, Jurassic World. World, excuse me, earlier it, this year. It didn't break the, the worldwide domestic gross. Jurassic World still has that the, uh, the earliest opening weekend, but Jurassic World did open in China, where Star Wars doesn't open in China till the start of January. So yeah, which is China's the second biggest movie market in the world. But so it's not really comparing apples. It's, it's apples and oranges, not apples and apples. Great analogy here. There you go. But it's it's just astounding money. I mean, it cost two hundred million to make. So in another uh realistically if you're so concerned about spoilers and you haven't seen the film by now that's your problem in another 75 minutes it's profitable yeah and, and then well it's already made back its production budget production times budget, but... plus 50 or it's made 500 and something worldwide by now hasn't it i'd say so yeah so it's, it's already made back its production budget times two plus marketing on top of that but they've made that back on a merchandise long ago uh based on these current figures i have no doubt that it's going to be the fastest film to break a bit in. Um, do you think it's going to be the highest grossing film of all time? $2.8 billion. No. You don't think so? That's a lot of money. But Avatar benefited from the nerds going to see it again and again and had a really long run in the cinema and it even got re-released. No, it was out of the cinema. Well, here anyway, it was out of the cinema for like a couple of weeks and it came back in again. Yeah. Because so, yeah, it'll, it'll have a long run. Like the, the, What hurt the, the second Avengers film was uh, after like critical acclaim was more like yeah you know it's like it's okay it's, it's not bad it's fun. or is this it's just like it, this is the star wars film you want this is the one that we've been waiting for yeah. ever since the mess that was the prequel yeah. trilogy. This, this is just super fun space romp with han solo and new friends and in fairness i enjoyed elements of the prequel tr- trilogy i think the phantom menace was the best one uh but i think that the, most people hold the reverse opinion such poor casting choices for anakin skywalker i think that's yeah. what let it down in general yeah it's just like, oh god, Hayden Christensen. Though oh, some of, some of that some of that that, that script is just un it's irredeemable. Like you could have Daniel Day Lewis trying to make that work, and he'd be like, "Sorry, guys, no." Apparently, he wrote it at the very last minute, as in like like producers and production people kept pressuring him to write the script. And he's like, "It's coming, it's coming." Like the original trilogy has stuff like Ewoks and that kind of stuff in it, and it's just like. Look, look, George, it's good that it's out of your hands now. Yeah. This you, thing is good. Give it to new people. But, um, you know, the curse of Anakin Skywalker has, has taken over, though. Besides James Earl Jones, who technically played Anakin Skywalker 
who's had a fantastic career, uh, Jake Lloyd <laughs> and Hayden Christensen, their lives are in the toilet. Yeah. So, well, uh, Jake Lloyd, personally, and Hayden Christensen, professionally. I haven't seen Hayden Christensen in anything in a very yeah. long time. People hate him that much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let us know what you think of the new Star Wars. I, was, I would say go see Star Wars, but you probably have already. <laughs> If you're not into it, I think if you're like weren't into the original films, I think this is a pretty good jumping in point. As in, you don't need to know. It's, everything a, it's as we said, it's a reboot just as much as it is a sequel, just as much as it is it is a remake. Yeah, it's a continuation. Like it, it, it hits the same beats as the original film, but creates new ones and new characters and moves the series forward. It's a it's a very good. It's a smart yeah. film. It's, it does everything it wants to do in a very efficient way. Yeah, and it clicks the it hits uh, clicks or hits the the reboot button in a very solid way it's kind of like but not too kind of over the top it's like it makes sense the way they set it up it's like it makes it's some might say these plot elements are obvious or but like you know i don't i don't need to be surprised by my star wars film yeah you need like you need to get to the, the starting point again and this was the perfect starting point i would say yeah so let us know what you think on twitter john william john before before you oh, get sorry, to social media plug john williams score <laughs> It's just like he didn't even need to do that much. He didn't need to well, change yeah, that yeah, much. Yeah, he only had to use it because he doesn't. He doesn't lean too much on the original uh, soundtrack because obviously it opens in a galaxy far, far away, or a long time ago in a galaxy which far, far away. Our, our, which the crowd in our in our showing cheered. They broke into applause. Yeah, yeah, and then pretty cool, and then naturally you have the main Star Wars theme and the rolling credit, or the rolling title thing, yeah. words. <laughs> The, the exposition yeah that sets the backdrop for the film and that's like good job and they use the force theme judiciously and then the rest is, is really good music particularly Ray's theme I like Ray's theme yeah. I've, I've listened to the soundtrack on Spotify yeah. but they drop in little elements of the original as well which yeah. is great he makes good music social media plugs what do you think of John Williams score let us know on Twitter at TWSKK and where can they find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK or is it backslash I think it's four. Apparently, it's technically backslash, but everyone says forward slash. Yeah, just say slash. I've, I've always wondered that because no, no one actually thinks about the slash they put before the the web address. But yeah. still, yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to read out her next story here? Uh, yes. the The next story gives the term Netflix and chill a whole new meaning. Netflix have invented socks that pause your video when you fall asleep. Yeah, it's a like. <laughs> I saw this and I was like, "Is it real?" It is real, but they're they, they it's not gone into production or anything, which is is annoying. It's like yeah. yeah, when you finish your Netflix and chill, and you inevitably doze off, your Netflix does chill. It pauses. Basically, they use an accelerometer and Arduino microcontroller, which is stuff I studied in college, but still don't understand. You should yes, you should know this. Yeah, you should you should be able to build me Netflix socks. Build me Netflix socks, Ken. They're it. Cara, I'm trying to explain to the listeners what? how they work, and then we will talk about maybe making them. Someday. I want, I want Netflix socks. Uh, basically, they, basically, like I say basically a lot. Mm. I find that in the podcast. I say basically. Ken just listens like basically. I did that a lot when I was teaching, actually. Because yeah. I think it's when you're trying to explain things. It's yeah. just like you're, you're trying to give the sense that this isn't complicated. So you start with the word basically. Yeah. I realized when I, I, I did a, a, a teaching assistant, I taught tutorials in college. And it's just like, I've got to stop saying that. I say it all the time. It's basically a bit of a tick. Hey, uh, hey. Uh, the, the socks monitor activity levels based on your position and your, and your, your, your you know, your vital signs and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So they detect activity levels and then send a pause signal to the TV. That's science. I don't understand science. 
Yeah. Science is too smart for its own good. This Arduino stuff is uh, like I've tried it and it's difficult, but if you get the hang of it, it does some pretty neat th- neat things. Netflix aren't really uh, putting these into production. It's more of a uh, a remarkably detailed DIY project. Yeah, it's just like, hey, look what you can do with socks and fancy technology. But we're not going to make them for you. Like, although it would be a cool marketing idea if they gave a pair away. Yeah. That would be cool. That would that would be easy retweets on Twitter, Ken. Yeah. Retweet to win a pair of Netflix socks. So you can make me Netflix off Netflix socks. You've admitted you, you you know how to use this Arduino microcontroller technology. I've studied it, and I know how an accelerometer works because they're on most phones these days. But um, what's an accelerometer? You know, like it it it, <laughs> it, mar- it basically reads your position. Oh, yeah. phones do that. Yeah, of course it does. They use it for, like you know. Not just for the. I thought that would be like GPS. Is that what GPS is? Like it's a mixture of the two. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah. I know nothing about technology. Doesn't... Like I have these fancy pieces of technology in my pocket. Like I have phones and iPods, and I have no idea how they work. The... That's a whole other podcast. I think. <laughs> how the hell does things actually? Actually, no. That that is a podcast. How things work is a podcast. It is. Let's not step on their territory. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Make make something uh, how things work here. This make something about how iPods and phones work. What's an accelerometer? Really? <laughs> yeah. Besides all the technical details, they've also provided a set of adorable sock patterns, including Kimmy Schmidt-based Pinot Noir. Kimmy Schmidt's a great show. Do we recommend Kimmy Schmidt at any stage? I think we have. Probably. It's such a good show. This is our twenty-fourth episode now. We've said yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. I, I, if if someone could make a wiki of all the things we have said, that would be ideal. Yeah. I get, forget- get on it, Ed. Yeah, I've forgotten all of my, like, because uh, uh, I'd imagine you forget uh, words you use to describe me in the intro, unless you keep a list. Uh, I don't keep a list, so sometimes I'm I'm really worried that I've already said <laughs> You're using the same one, same with me in different ways of saying hello. But still. I suppose, you know, once we get into, I mean, we're getting to lofty figures now, Gary. Yeah. So, you know, we're bound to repeat ourselves. Some, someone's, uh, someone will eventually make a wiki for us. They're like, ah, you mean mistake. Yeah. <laughs> you said that before. In fairness, if, if, if we've reached a stage where someone's paying that much attention to us, uh, I'll be quite happy. With just over a year until he's out of the job, US President Barack Obama has been trying a few new career paths. He's not going to drink his own piss, is what you're getting to. <laughs> Garrett, I'm trying, I'm trying uh... to set it up nice and you just, you just dragged it into the gutter. <laughs> yeah. However, it seems that celebrity survivalist is not for him, as you just noted, Gar. Yep. That's the PC way of saying it. Yep. Celebrity survivalist. That's that's what they call the people that I'm a celebrity get me out of here, is it? Yeah, and and our friend Bear Grylls, who's... I, I like that, yes. Yeah. So he, he, he's, he, he's famous because he goes out into the wilderness and decides to drink his own piss. <laughs> <laughs> there are easier ways to achieve fame, Bear. President of... President Obama probably concerned about his status as the leader of the free world. Yep. It's like once he drinks his own piss, he's like, <laughs> you lose any bargaining power. It's just like, uh, I don't think you should it? bomb any of those people. Well, mate, you drank your own piss. <laughs> <laughs> you lose all ground. Like he's at, he's at a, like like you know he's at a a table with Israel and Russia, and he's mm. just like, you know, is like trying to like be the leader of the free world mm. and like you know. Strike one for democracy, and he's just like, yeah. Putin's just there with some yellow water, just going, <laughs> doing drinking motions. <laughs> it's just, it's like you can make. A, that's the comeback to everything. It's just like, well, you should. Putin's like, piss, piss. It's <laughs> like, it's like a meeting of the UN. Like it's like a, it's like a school. It's like a, like, like you're back at school. It's like, piss, <laughs> piss. 
And Putin just goes up to him and is like, I don't need to drink my own piss. I can turn water into wine. I am the Russian Jesus. So, yeah, he's, he's a man that probably drinks his own piss for just, just recreationally, Putin. <laughs> just, it's just like he's just there staring at people, drinking his piss. None of my bodily fluids should be wasted. <laughs> I'm the perfect human being. The POTUS appeared on NBC's Running Wild with Bear Grylls, uh, tackling the Alaskan wilderness, probably for about half an hour between engagements. I don't yeah, with, with surrounded by the CAA and Secret Service shooting any bears that come near them. Yeah. Bear! Bear! <laughs> I, I love to see the outtakes of, of, of the Secret Service tackling a bear in the background. <laughs> but uh, he, he scavenged, he ate some wild salmon, which is, is like, compared to what I, other things I've seen on that show, like rats and stuff. Yeah. That's I had a tame. dead rat coming down here for Star Wars on Friday. That was upsetting. Yeah, there's quite a lot of rats around here. It was across the road from where you work. It was just like... <laughs> well, we're by the water, so... Yeah, rats. But yeah, he ate a, a salmon that was gnawed on by a bear. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, which is probably... That's probably a, pl- a prop. It's just like, oh, I'm not going to eat anything. And it's like, the, the Secret Service are like, someone, someone eat half of this salmon. <laughs> eat it raw! <laughs> Nothing on TV is real. Uh, but he said drinking his own urine was pushing things a bit too far. <laughs> Pest! <laughs> you know, if he wants to stay famous after he's president, he's going to have to... He's, I was thinking about this before, though. He's going to make such a great post-president uh, celebrity. He will, but Gary, he's going to have to start taking one for the team. Because, yeah. you know, if he doesn't start drinking his own piss, people are going to lose interest. Yeah, in fact... <laughs> <laughs> it's like second second he's out of office, it's like... You know what you have to do, Brack. You know what you have to do. Do you like the celebrity lifestyle? <laughs> How much do you like it? It's worth noting, however, that he wouldn't rule out drinking his own piss if he was trapped in some sort of dire situation. So, like, if Michelle was away in a, on an international trip for a few days and, you know, Michelle, I'm thirsty. <laughs> I don't want to move. <laughs> Can someone get me a bottle? <laughs> uh, he told Bear Grylls, I suppose, in extremist, that's such a... That's such a Barack Obama. Yeah, thing to say. he's he's a lawyer. Like that's, that's so lawyerly. Let me let me try and do it in a Barack Obama impression. An extremist. Solid. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's something that I would do if the alternative was that. <laughs> that sounds nothing like. It. Shut up! Shut up! I'm doing it. It sounds like you're going more like a Reagan. <laughs> I've committed to it now. I have to do it. <laughs> However, it's something that it's not something I would make a habit of, and I probably wouldn't do it just for a TV show. <laughs> That's my Barack Obama impression, everybody. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. But uh, if there's anything you take from this episode is that if you want to be famous, you're going to have to take one from the team and drink your own piss. Yeah. So if you want to post your videos, uh, we're going to call it the piss domination. Hashtag piss domination. <laughs> Hashtag piss nomination. You've heard of the neck nomination. Yeah, this is the piss nomination. Ice bucket challenge. This is the piss nomination. If you get sick from drinking your own piss, it's not our fault. Exactly. Don't sue us. But uh, please look into the ideal ways to prepare and drink your piss before you yeah, drink your piss. Try and filter it somehow. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> if you want to go viral and you want to be insta famous, yep. uh, drink your own piss. So uh, send us your videos uh, at TWSKK on Twitter and at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. We will watch all of them. And make sure if you do it, you have to tag someone else so it passes it down the chain. <laughs> just, 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 just don't tag us. <laughs> don't tag us because we will not do it. We, we're, we've already done it. Yeah. Glug, glug. Oh, it's God. horrible. It's horrible. Do you want to take us home, Gare? Yep. Uh, so how did you like the new Star Wars film? Are you going to undertake the Netflix Socks Challenge? Or, or 
Are you going to drink your piss? <laughs> Are you going to take the the, the, the piss the, the piss nomination? The piss nomination. <laughs> Be sure to let us know your thoughts on Twitter at TWSKK or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK or just drink your own piss in private if that's your kind of thing. If you want us to make some Netflix socks as well, if you want to make us those socks, we will happily accept them. As a Christmas present, that would be most acceptable, but yeah. an even better Christmas present. <laughs> it's a video of you drinking your piss. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Time for our first break before we come right back with Christmas Netflix. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download every Sunday at soundcloud.com slash the weekend show. You're listening to The Weekend Show with Gar and Ken Kidney. It's time now for our last netpicks of the year. Gar, are you feeling a bit sad? Leave the memories alone. Can you believe it? We're at the end of 2015. It's been a very successful uh, six months we've been podcasting now. Yeah, we're the biggest podcast in this room. We are. Uh, We thought, given the season that's in it, uh, we, we would change things up this week and... Give you some of our top Christmas-themed picks. Because it's Christmas! In true Netflix tradition, however, they are still available on the World Wide Web. Gar, would you like to reveal your first pick to our listeners? I, I would. very nostalgic and Christmassy. I would like, you know, a bit of emotion. It's the last Netflix of the year. It's Christmas time. Mistletoe and wine. Shouldn't sing. Um, I, I, I went down the... Because we're going to talk about Christmas movies and songs in a moment. So I figured I'd go the route of recommending a couple of good Christmas episodes of TV shows. Go ahead. You know, you can you know, every year most shows that, that run yearly will go like, let's do a Christmas episode, and uh, usually uh, in November and October. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of um, BBC shows and UK shows tend to do like one-off Christmas specials. Like Doctor Who had a one-off Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Sherlock this year is having a one-off Christmas special. Mrs. Brown's Boys is exclusively one-off Christmas specials now. Well, they do two a year. They do one for New Year's as well, don't they? Yeah. But uh, my first one is a com- an episode of Community, the tremendous show Community, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. Now, Gar, I will give you one euro if you can sing the team tune. Okay. <clears throat> give me the snow... Light up the trees, deck every hole, and wall you can see, roast every nut, missile the toe, this needs to be the best Christmas since the original, 20,000 years from now they'll say, the most successful Christmas was today. Uh, well done. I even added, because he gets tasered at the end, so I added I added the tasering bit at the end. But Garrett, this is the one of... <sighs> I'm out of breath, one sec. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> You ready to go? I'm okay. I'm okay. This is one of the many episodes of Community that broke the format. Yeah. It's just like, let's do a stop motion Christmas episode where Albert has an emotional breakdown. So we all pretend we're stop motion characters in his head. Enough said, everybody. Yeah. Because it has songs. It's stop motion. It's adorable. It has songs. The most important part of anything about this about Christmas is it has songs. Uh, and it has songs. <laughs> and it's stop motion. There's loads of Christmas film references and little Christmassy things. And it's very Christmassy. And it's delightful, and it hits you in the emotes as well at the end. Oh, yeah, it's just like a emote punch. My first pick this week is a song. Now we're going to be getting into this in more detail later, but we're just wetting your appetite with such. By the way, wet is spelled with a H. Wet. None of people. Anytime I see that, it's like you're not wetting the appetite; you're wetting the appetite. There is a difference. We'll do a words podcast. We <laughs> promise to do that at one stage. We'll we'll do it at some stage. It's 
uh, Bing Crosby and David Bowie singing the little, little drummer. Let me try that again. The Little Drummer Boy and Peace on Earth. It's available on YouTube with like most things in the world. Sing it. I sang the theme song. You're going to sing this whole song. <laughs> I added the drumming for you. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I have to be careful not to knock the microphone off the table while yeah. banging on it. But uh, yeah, it's I'm not exactly sure what it's from. It seems like it's from some kind of holiday Christmas special back yeah. in the kind of late 70s or 80s. Uh, Bing Crosby is quite old at that point. And uh, basically it's set up like a scenario that David Bowie uh, kind of comes to some big old house and Bing Crosby is there. And, he, and they're just kind of there together reminiscing about the importance of Christmas. So it's a, it's a, it's a, like the way they kind of present it is a neat little kind of uh, um, scenario. It tugs the heartstrings and they sing together, which is two of the most iconic singers ever singing together. So and two very very uh, iconic Christmas songs. So how can you go wrong? Well, White Christmas is the most successful song of all time. Yeah, so. that's that's weird. It's like it's not the most successful Christmas. It's the most successful song ever. So that's Bing Crosby and David Bowie singing Little Drummer Boy and Peace on Earth on YouTube. It's it's all the feels. It's Christmas feels. Kind yeah, of. Christmas Christmas is a time of hitting you right in the feels. So I have my second Netflix. It goes the opposite route of making you feel dread and horror. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of Black Mirror. Vaguely. Which is Charlie Brooker's kind of anthology series. There's only been two seasons, six episodes, and this was the seventh episode of Christmas Special. But every episode is uh, an independent story about the way the world interacts with uh, technology. Ironically, the very first episode uh, was uh, a terrorist uh, abducts like a uh, uh, a princess. Is that the right word for... You see, referring to princesses within English culture is kind of weird because in princesses, Disney have kind of co-opted the word princess for their own good. Yeah. But yeah, they, they've abducted a princess or something and they, they send a ransom letter to the vice president saying, we'll give her back if you fuck a pig. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the, the irony of the story that came out earlier this year of David Cameron supposedly, allegedly, have to say allegedly, uh, fucking a pig to get into a society in college. <laughs> Do you think it was informed by that? Though? I have no idea. But it's like, uh, Charlie Brooker tweeted at the time. It's like, I had no idea that Black Mirror was a documentary. <laughs> but yeah, that's the kind of the, the way the show goes. Uh, the Christmas special last year, they've actually been picked up by Netflix for, I think it's a 12 episode season. Yeah. So so season three will be moving to Netflix. It was an ITV show. It's ITV or Channel 4? Uh, you see ITV and Channel 4 bend into it's one channel for me. Is it Channel 4? Yeah. Fair enough. Do your research, Gar. God, I don't know the difference between British channels. Um, but they, they had a Christmas special last year, which uh, starred John Hamm. So it had a, a, a kind of a, a big guest star. Uh, it, the, the premise was just two guys sitting in a cabin talking about stuff. But then it revealed to be deeper and darker than you could ever imagine, as most episodes of Black Mirror are. So the uh, Abbott's Uncontrollable Christmas is my happy, kind of jolly romp through uh, strange Christmas universe and stop motion Netflix. This is my bleak existential technology is going to ruin us all Netflix. Like like Christmas is a forger. That's what Christmas is for. Yeah. The drone you get your child will end up bombing you. Yeah. Contemplating the end of existence as 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 technology continues to grow in intelligence and, and will eventually enslave us all. Yeah. I watched Ex Machina recently. I don't trust any technology anymore. How the Star Wars cast is in that film. Yeah. My last pick is a bit of a cheat, Gar. 
it's uh, an Irish Times website article. So don't worry, if you're not from Ireland, you can access it via the internet. Not behind a it's, paywall or anything? It's magic. Yeah, it's, it's free. Hey, paywalls. Paywalls are stupid. Especially for like rudimentary day-to-day content. Yeah. Fair enough, like big, big journalistic or editorial pieces. Keep behind a paywall, paywall all you want. That's that's intellectual property. Yeah. So it's like if if I, if you won't tell me who took the top selfie of 2015, I'll find it somewhere else. <laughs> Someone else will steal it. But it's 25 Christmas movies for the 25th brackets and other days. It's available at irishtimes.com forward slash culture forward slash film or slash or five slash whatever you want to say. Slash. Just say slash. Basically, Everyone knows what you mean when you say slash. Yeah. Basically, it's a list. Basically. Ah, we need to... There you go. There you go. We need to start a drinking game. That's going to be one yeah, of the things. Yeah. Uh, uh, tweet us at TWSKK. Give a count of how many times Ken says the word basically. It's uh, 25 of the most enduring Christmas movies by Vicky Nataro. Doesn't sound like an Irish name. Yeah. They're stealing our jobs. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> but uh, it's got all the favourites in there. It's got some that's like even I forgot about or... You know, those films are tangentially related to Christmas. Yeah, we'll be talking about some of those in a minute. Yeah, they're kind of Christmas films, but they're not Christmas films. But uh, if you're, if you're, you know, about to take your winter break from work and and you're kind of waiting for the big day, but you've got nothing to do. I want to feel festive. And uh, you're looking, you're stuck for an idea of which one you want to watch. You, you haven't got a notion of which one you want to watch. Check out this article. Or uh, check out our next segment. <laughs> yeah. More, yeah, maybe maybe do that first. Us. We're more important. Yeah, this one, it's terrible, really. I don't know why I'm <laughs> recommending it. But that's 25 Christmas movies for the 25th and other days. Available on irishtimes.com forward slash culture forward slash film. Check it out. Yeah. It's good. Christmas is great. Christmas is brilliant. I like Christmas. I'm going to start watching some Christmas films once yeah. I get my freedom from work. <laughs> which is going to be another three days, but... That's besides the point. That's all the picks we have for you for this year. A whole year. Never fear. We have more in store for you in 2016. As always, let us know your thoughts on Twitter at TWSKK. Or if you prefer, you can drop us a message on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. That's my news voice. (laughs) Coming up after another quick break, we continue our discussion with more of our favorite Christmas movies and songs. Do stay with us. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. You are very welcome back to the Weekend Show, Christmas edition, part two. You know, Gar, one of my favourite parts of the Christmas season, as we noted just a few moments ago, is breaking out the old holiday playlist on my iPod without people thinking I'm an absolute weirdo for listening to Christmas songs in July. (laughs) And cozying up on a couch on a cold winter night to relive my favourite Christmas flicks. I know you share the same love, so this week we reminisce about our favourites. I, I was walking to a supermarket yesterday, yeah. and like any any supermarket, they're playing Christmas songs over the speakers, mm-hmm. and I was whistling along to the Christmas songs like any reasonable madman does, and people yeah. were giving me strange looks, Ken. A friend of mine undertakes a, a strange challenge every year where, from the start of the Christmas season, he tries to make it as close to Christmas Day as possible without listening or hearing Band-Aid. Now, his friends have jumped on the bandwagon <laughs> and they try to sabotage him every year, basically. Yeah. And uh, one time they got, a, uh, like two years ago, they got, actually got a video of it where they sneakily call him and um, play the song over the phone. <laughs> and then when he realizes, he's just like, there's a video of him going, like, face palming. <laughs> sabotage. That's Rob McGrath. Shout out to Rob. Uh, some also known as Bob, but um, he made it to 
uh, December 19th, which is just oh, yesterday. So close. He made it. So close. Uh, I'm, I'm so intrigued by his challenge that I've even tried to adopt it myself. But I've also added Fairy Tale of New York. And coincidentally, I lost on the Fairy Tale of New York yesterday. Oh. I like. I was like, just, I was weird. I was talking about the challenge and then it came on TV and I was like, shit. And I was babysitting at the time and there was a baby present. So I should not have said the S word and I'm sorry. You've taught, you've taught young children horrible words, Ken. You are a horrible role model for children. But as of yet, I have not heard Band-Aid. So I'm getting there, guy. I'm nearly there. It's Christmas time. You're not, no, that doesn't count. <laughs> and there's doesn't no count. need to be afraid. It doesn't count. It has to be the song. But uh, what, what is, Garrett, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Start off. What's your favorite Christmas song? Christmas song. I have two. Mm-hmm. There is God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. That's old school. Yeah. Good, good old school religious Christmas song. Which was, uh, Do you like religious Christmas songs? I do. There's something about Silent Night that's just, just like hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, because most, most religious Christmas songs, there's almost a melancholy to them. Like there's a sadness in behind them. Yeah, so you're just like staring off into space, yeah. contemplating your existence. It's just like, what is Christmas? <laughs> As you stare out the window. What is it to mean to be human? What does it mean? To be alive. Actually, I have three. I'm lying. I have three. Okay. But, but the second is Fairy Tale in New York, which I think is the vast majority of Irish people's favorite Christmas song. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, by the Pogues and Kirsten McCall. It's 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 on your list. It has to be there because you're Irish. Yeah. And the third ties in with one of my favorite Christmas films. Can is One More Sleep the Christmas by the Muppets and most notably Kermit the Frog. That is a fantastic Christmas. It's song. a great Christmas song. Sneaky Netflix again. Watch the Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about it in a sec. Actually, we'll, we'll talk about it now. We'll Great Christmas it. film. Car, we're doing the, the favorites first. Then we will talk about Muppets Christmas okay, Carol. Fair, Are you okay. Okay. Fine. Do, songs. You never asked me mine. What are your songs? My favorite Christmas song is Shaken Stevens. Merry Christmas, everybody. That's a good song. It's just like it's so jazzy. And like that's what I like dance. about Christmas music. Because obviously, I was talking about the melancholy, sad Christmas music that I also like. But most Christmas songs are just like, yeah, it's upbeat. It's Christmas time. We're gonna sing together and be all happy. And there's like, yeah, I'm happy. Close second is the darkness. Don't let the bells ring. Ooh. Christmas time. Don't let the bells ring. Like they're they're nothing now. They're total flop as a band now. They used yeah. to be like big and now they're not. But they can live. For the rest of their lives, off the royalties from that song because it plays every year. They did a, I believe, a thing called Love as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, and that. Yeah, they were like two one, songs, one-hit wonders, but like one's a Christmas song. Like on topic of Christmas songs, before we move on, like if you can write a, a successful Christmas song, you are minted for the rest of your life. As of a couple of years ago, Mariah Carey made quarter of a million dollars every year off of "All I Want for Christmas Is You" alone. It's just astounding. Just that one song, just that one song that's played for a month every year. She made quarter of a million dollars on it. I also like I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. Yeah. That's that's, uh, that's, that's, that's the song I was whistling in the supermarket yesterday. I, and I, I was like whistling and buying Pringles, which are the great weakness in life. They're 150 now, Ken. 150 Christmas confectionery prices are dangerous. Yes. We, we have a phrase for Pringles when they're cheap. And it's usually when they're two euro. They are called negligibly cheap Pringles. Because they will make me kill myself with diabetes. Yes, because Pringles are my great weakness in life, Ken. If, yes. you, if you put Pringles in front of me, I will eat them. And they're always cheap at Christmas. Yeah, and it's like one fifty, Ken. They're, the the market price, I think, is about three twenty. Yeah. So that's more than fifty percent off the Pringles. How can, you, how can you not buy that's them? That's too good a deal to turn down, Ken. Astounding. What were we talking about? Pringles. Pringles. <laughs> they have steak Pringles now. Yes, I, I actually have some in our apartment right now. I had some earlier, and I really like them. I think they leave a bit of an aftertaste, though. 
Like, I taste them in my mouth for about a week after. I don't know. I like them. Don't ruin them for me. <laughs> now you can't like them anymore. No. But, like, I saw a comment during the week that said that... It's an interesting comment that said that I wish you could be Christmas every day. It went from a novelty Christmas song to a Christmas standard. As in, it's, like, one of the great Christmas songs now. Do you think that's the case? Well, yeah, you hear it all the time. You do. And it's the plot of, like, 40% of Christmas specials. Where they wish it could be Christmas. There's that Huey Dewey Louie one where they wish it could be Christmas every day and then it's Christmas every day and then they're like, I don't wish it could be Christmas every day, Uncle Donovan. Oh, it's not fair anymore. And then they kill themselves. <laughs> that's a bleak. That's like the, the, the freaking matchbook one. Yeah. <laughs> Huey Dewey Louie commit mass suicide to get out of the endless loop of Christmases. Just like Bill Murray in Groundhog's Day, which also contains Christmas. Does it? Yeah, you see, the, the, there there are two kinds of Christmas movie. There is the film that is about Christmas, and there is the film that happens to be set at Christmas. Yes. So let's not bury the lead, Ken. The greatest Christmas film, indisputably, is Die Hard. Yeah. Which is, like it's not a Christmas film. It's like it's set at Christmas. It's a Christmas film. It's close enough. Which is weird because if you apply that standard, Iron Man Three is a Christmas film. It's my favorite one. I no, it's not. It's not. I've always found that that film is weird because it's set at Christmas. Yeah. And it, 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 like, it's, it's not like Christmas in this plays a small role. It's like, oh, lots of Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. There's a good portion of Christmas in it. It was released in the summer. Yeah, it was released in the summer. It's like, why is it so Christmassy? I assume it was set to be released at Christmas at one stage, but it's like, it's super Christmassy. It's not yeah. my favorite Christmas film, though. That's your favorite Christmas film, Gareth. That's a great segue. Yeah. Uh, Die Hard. Die Hard. You, you can't beat Die Hard. It's the perfect film. Do you see that? Like, there's a meme on the internet now saying, like, always remember the the, the, the people lost in Nakatomi Towers or whatever. <laughs> in 1988, everyone thought it was like, this real thing everyone's sharing, going, oh, yeah. I didn't care about Paris, so I care about this too. <laughs> all, all, that people, all those people John McClane killed. Yeah, including Hans Gruber. Yeah, and poor Hans just, just wanted to rob the place. It's like, why is he not held accountable for killing all these people? Yeah. Oh, you saving the day. There's a couple of other films that I associate with Christmas that are not Christmas films. Like yeah. Pan, starring Robin Williams and... It's Hook. Judy, Judy... It's Hook. Oh, shit, yeah. Pan yeah. is the new one. We're, we're doing a lot of cursing this episode. We should probably put a language advisory somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Piss. Piss. <laughs> Hook is... Yeah, that's what Christmas is all about, piss. <laughs> Hook is... Uh... Is, is one that maybe because they show it well back when we were younger not so much now they they show it a lot of Christmas so yeah. I, I, Ireland's national broadcaster usually RT they roll that one out every Christmas yeah starring Robin Williams and uh, Dustin Hoffman and Julie Roberts yeah so, um, it's a great film it's, but like, it's John kind, Williams music Spielberg like, directed it's kind of like a a film version of a pantomime that's maybe why I associate it with Christmas yeah I, yeah Pan is a, a regular pantomime fodder is there any films that are shown at Christmas that you associate with Christmas? Oh, another one our national broadcaster shows a lot. Always on the day after Christmas is Titanic. Yeah. And, like, that's why I associate... Like, it's almost a Christmas movie to me now because it's shown at Christmas all the time. Yeah. And, like, always on Stephen's Day and always we start watching it and it's daytime and then you finish watching it and it's, like, dead of night because <laughs> it's so long. It is a very... I've never seen all of Titanic. Netflix, care watch it. <laughs> yeah, just watch it. It's pretty good. It, you know, it's only the second highest grossing film of all time. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. And Gladiator's another one that's always shown at Christmas, but I've never seen that either. Yeah. So what what film do you associate most with Christmas that is not a Christmas film? You've stolen it. It's Hook. Hook is my not Christmas film that's a Christmas film. Moving on, then. Yeah. Uh, there are such things as, as bad films that get by on being Christmas films. Like Jingle All The Way, if you watch that now, it's a bad film. 
It's got Jake Lloyd, who was Anakin Skywalker, as we mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why it's bad. Yeah. But it's Arnie doing Arnie and uh, Turbo Man! Get to the chopper, Turbo Man! Power that's a terrible Arnie up. impression. Get you to chopper. Yeah, that's better. Not bad. I, I, I wasn't aggressively German enough, you see. Yeah, Jingle All the Way is... It's, it's something, like, when you're a kid... I actually thought it was pretty good when I was a kid. I was like, this is a brilliant film. When you watch it as an adult, obviously you're slightly more cynical. So you're just like, this is garbage. <laughs> but it's fun garbage. Yeah, it's just Arnie being Arnie. Yeah, and it's 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 a Christmas romp. It's actually really great to get you into Christmas movies. I, I'd recommend watching that one. Yeah. Any, any other Christmas movies that are elevated by being Christmas movies, but you wouldn't watch them otherwise? Um... Um, no then no <laughs> okay but uh, like the, uh, it's a wonderful life is 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 classic christmas yeah which is it's 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 not so much a christmas story it's again it's it's one that's more set at christmas than based entirely around the fact that it's a christmas film exactly because they could tell the whole oh what would life be if i didn't exist story any time of the year yeah it's just christmas is the window dressing now there's any number of adaptations of christmas carol and we're getting back to it, Gary. I told you yep. we would. Going back around. My favourite has to be A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually in the rare breed. I don't mind the Jim Carrey one. Uh, I don't mind the way, the way that looks. It's style of animation kind of bugs me. Yeah. But yeah, A Muppet's Christmas Carol primarily can, because as I said earlier, it has songs. And songs make everything better. Muppet's films always have good songs. Yeah. Uh, fantastic Christmassy songs. They got Michael Caine for it. I yeah. still don't know how. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Oh, please. I'm in a fiver. In fairness, who doesn't want to do a Muppet's film? Yeah. If, if the Muppets are like, Ken, want to do a, even if you're like super like serious, I'm an actor, it's like, do you want to do a Muppets film? I'm like, yes. It's just a bit of fun. Yeah. And some of your grandkids can see or whatever. Is your grandkids? I don't know. He, he's old. He probably does. But uh, Michael Caine is ancient. <laughs> I hadn't seen, like, there is a, a a small art cinema that shows films like this at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, they actually showed Jingle all the way this year. Did they? Yeah. Oh, I would have went to see it. Uh, even though I just said it's a bad film but it's uh, the kind of bad film that you'd happily watch over and over again they, a few, starting a few years ago they actually started every year showing I'm Up With Christmas Carol and I hadn't seen it since I was a kid so I forgot a good portion of, I know it's well, we all know the story yeah. in general but like it's a, it's a bit of a classic tale Ken no but the way they de- they depict it I've forgotten all the elements of it and it was a treat it was a delight. I'd go and see it in the cinema again yeah we were to see it together didn't we yeah I'd go see it in the cinema again they're showing it again this year and I'm tempted um but uh, it's got great Christmas songs. It's got the Muppets. It's got Michael Caine. Yeah, it has Rizzo before Rizzo became, like, nothing. Here's an interesting, interesting tidbit for you, Gary. It's the last film Jim Henson ever worked on with the Muppets. And it was the first with Steve Whitmire, wasn't it? Yeah. Because he, he did the most, I assume, all of Kermit. Yeah, he took over as Kermit. and uh, During production, I'd imagine. Yeah. So that's uh, it's a kind of a sad one. But it's like, both the end of an era and the beginning of a new one. Yeah, so... That's, I, I prefer Steve Whitmire as Kermit, Ken. Is that controversial? I think it's just because he's been around for longer, really. Well, I don't think he has, actually. He's been only doing it for 23 years. How long would have Jim Henson been doing it? When was the Muppets? When did the Muppets? When was the Muppets invented? 1970? Maybe. Kermit Frog has been around since maybe the 60s. I guess. Yeah, so I think technically Jim Henson's still been doing it slightly longer. I don't know, but like... So suck it, Ken. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is he's been in your consciousness. Yeah, for he's been doing it for as long as I've been alive. Yeah. But I, I think he has more range than Jim Henson's Kermit did. Yeah, but Jim Henson created Kermit and he's forever in my heart. I have a book signed by Jim Henson and I love it. Yeah. Uh, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, so that's getting off point slightly. Gary, um, there's a, a range of Christmas animated movies which we all love. Mm. Uh, tangential to Muppet's Christmas Carol. Is there any favourites that stand out for you? Well, stop motion animated. There is A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Which is a great film. Again, 
technically not a Christmas film. It, well, it is. But Wait, is it more Christmas? It's the Christmas is in the title, Ken. Is it Christmas or Halloween, though? Christmas is in the title, Ken. Don't shout at me. It's I'm Christmas. so sorry. I'm from Christmas. But yes, that's another one I would highly recommend. Yeah. I actually haven't seen it in years. I think it's on Netflix at the moment. It was at one stage. I'm going to watch it again because I haven't seen it. And Quite soft. Uh, it is embraced by goths and hipsters, but uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, just that hipsters like things doesn't mean they're irredeemable. And there, there's stuff like Elf and The Grinch and Christ- yeah. Christmas. Raunchier Christmas stuff. Do you know that Elf is, uh, is 10 years old this year? Is it? Yeah. It's a long time. People love Elf. It, it, it's become one of those ones that's uh, forever quoted on the internet in memes and yeah uh, it is funny it, like it's Will Ferrell, Ferrell at his best Will Ferrell not being terrible yeah uh, he's made a string of bad films recently but yeah. we won't get into that that happens with all those comedy people though doesn't it just because they they kind they, of their, they, yeah, they, their they, stick kind of runs out of steam yeah like uh, the same with Ben Stiller and all those people and Adam Sandler I watched The Ridiculous Six the other day Ken one of his Netflix yeah. obligated films it's a very bad film it's not Christmas films, Gareth. Let's dump it here. But it's so bad. It's so bad, Ken. And that we, d- I think we discussed the Santa Claus a week or two ago. The Santa Claus murder. Yes, it is murder. <laughs> it starts with a murder. <laughs> it's murder. Well, more of a manslaughter. Yeah, and then identity theft. Yeah. But um, watch the Santa Claus and the Santa Claus Two, the Mrs. Claus is even quite good. Don't uh, maybe Santa Claus Three. Uh, you can give a bit of a miss. It's the Escape Clause, I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, stars Martin Short in a film like you know, like Martin Short was a, a kind of an annoying comedian in films in the nineties, and for some reason he got brought back for this. <laughs> yeah. uh, they should have kept him in his box wherever he was. But uh, yeah, on the topic of animated films, Rise of the Guardians. Yes, I really like that film. It came out and it kind of kind of passed through the cinema quietly. It's shown. It is shown like it's it's been adopted as a kind of a, a, as a staple Christmas film now. I, I think it's every year since it's you know it's kind of become available for broadcasters it's kind of been shown didn't do as well in the cinema as they thought it would but uh i think they released it a little too early i think they should have released it close to christmas yeah because they can release it in kind of end october november i think it was uh but i really liked it it's really gorgeously animated it, lo- it looks fantastic it's perfect for the family i think if, if that's one you want to watch if you want to watch something with family uh it's uh, uh there's a couple i'd recommend muppets christmas carol uh, Once Upon a Christmas uh, that's a Mickey Mouse oh yeah, the, yeah that's very and even Twice Upon a Christmas is very good yeah that's actually this one that contains the skit with the Huey, Dewey and Louie that with the yeah. Christmas every day that those are nice for the family those are fun like it's basically an anthology of little uh, uh, short animations it's fun or you can go back to like the, the classic Disney short with Chippendale and Pluto yeah where Pluto's trying to find Chippendale and Chippendale are hiding in the Christmas tree and it's all adorable and delightful and there's one with Donald when he's working in a department store and he's he's not having such a great time <laughs> Donald is never having such a great time is he but yeah uh, th- those are ones for all the families so yep. I'd highly recommend those ones and uh, uh, before we wrap up Gary we're running out of time but uh, Christmas number ones uh, it's not so much it's not such a thing in America I don't think yeah but over the side of the world it's uh, a very big deal which song is going to get Christmas number one uh, in recent years, it has been dominated. Like, uh, if you're in America, you have American Idol. We had the X Factor, which mm-hmm. tried and failed in America. Yeah, you had the X Factor for a while. Yeah. You don't have the X Factor anymore. Yeah, but basically, it's it, it always finishes around Christmas um, to try and capitalize on the early success of the winner by releasing a song for Christmas to try and get the Christmas number one. In the UK and Ireland, getting the Christmas number one is like being like... It's like... It's, it's like gold being, mine. It's like being made. Like, it's yeah. Like, uh but the X Factor uh, wins it nearly every year. 
there was a bit of a, a it's, it's grip is loosening yeah there was a bit of a fight back uh, in recent years like uh, there was an online com- campaign to get Rage Against the Machine to number one which succeeded yeah then there was another campaign the next year to try and re- replicate that and then all the hipsters stopped caring <laughs> yeah <laughs> they succeeded in one year it's like yeah, a, it's it's terrible. The X Factor is winning the, the the Christmas number one. It's like the following year. It's like it's killing music. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, That's uh, there's music. also a year in recent years which uh, a choir of Army Wives won out as well. Hmm. And this year, it's the it's the worst ever sales for an X Factor winner. Poor Louisa Johnson, Johnston or Johnston. Is X Factor over? Yeah, she won it. Um, I've literally never heard that name in my life. She's a 17 year old. Um, 69,000 copies last year. It sold. Over 250,000 in the first like, week. Like, I literally n- have never heard that name in my life. <laughs> yeah, but, like, usually it's nearly a foregone conclusion, conclusion that they're going to win it. Last year, Ben Hayna won it. In his first week, as I just said, he he got, I think it was 261,000 copies. This year, it sold in the first week 69, so it's nowhere near. Is Ben Hayna the one with the weird eyes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe him. But um, <laughs> it's looking like it's going to be One Direction or Justin Bieber. So like and the Beebs, I don't, I don't understand why people still like the Beebs. Yeah, you know, because uh, he's not a teen heartthrob anymore. Mm. He's just a fairly deplorable adult. Yeah. So why do people still like him? Like but, I don't, I don't, I don't have that much of a problem with. The I'm not one of these people like Bieber is the worst person ever. But it's like, why do people still cling to him? Yeah, but apparently this is his, uh, this is his kind of arrival as an adult. Where it's going to become like hipsterishly ironic to like Bieber, so people will like Bieber. Something like that. I will say, Never Say Never is a good song. But in fairness, he had, uh, during the week, uh, tickets went on sale for a concert here and it sold out in record time. So. I can't believe he's doing, only doing one date. Cause he's, he's playing the, the three arena, which is a, a 10,000 seat arena, to, give uh, or take. 12 maybe. I think it's 10. I don't think it goes above 10. I don't think so. Anyway, that's not... yeah, which is him doing one date in a country of 4 million in a 10,000 seat arena is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Speaking of Christmas number ones, Ireland has a weird tradition of strange Christmas number ones. Yeah. We had Dustin. Dustin, uh, he's like a, a, a turkey. <laughs> a very much Irish thing. He's a turkey puppet that used to be on kids TV, uh, paired with a, an old crooner trying to be Tom Jones called Joe Dolan. Yep. And <laughs> That's a wonderful description of Joe Dolan. May he rest in peace. He died on Christmas Day, actually. He died on Christmas Day. Uh, quite a while ago now yeah um, they had a number one at Christmas uh, what was it I don't remember I their songs remember, like, uh, but he, he tried a couple of times for Christmas number one uh, Bob the Builder the theme song was uh, was number one for Christmas here in Ireland that's a great song though yeah can he fix what it Ken it? yeah yes he can Bo- uh, in fact Bob the Builder should sue Barack Obama for stealing his catchphrase <laughs> yeah and um, yeah uh, that, uh, like we're we're weird with that stuff. Like we had the Teletubbies song as number one in Ireland and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, uh, you know, the, 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 like I would like to like as much as I, you know, I'm not a fan of Bieber. I actually like One Direction. I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, I would prefer to see them win it than the X Factor win it as a foregone conclusion. Hey, every hey One Direction are breaking up though. But we, well, they don't deserve to win anything. Going anyway. on a two year hiatus, Gar. Don't say that. <laughs> but um, don't you break my delusion. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, We've gone from songs like uh, I, mem- I mentioned in our trip back to 1985, the Christmas number one was Earth Song by Michael Jackson, which is pretty epic. So we've kind of been reduced to Bob the Builder. Bob the Builder. Um, in recent years. The X Factor. A talent show winner by default. Before we wrap up, Gary, we're going to wrap up now in just a few minutes because we've been rambling for quite a while. Yeah. 
Uh, any guilty pleasures? Jingle All The Way. Jingle All The Way is a real guilty pleasure. It? <laughs> it's a bad film. It's, it's just a bad film. This is not good at all. But it's a great film. It's like it's like the Power Rangers film, which is a bad film. Yeah. But it's a great film. <laughs> exactly. Also, not set at Christmas, but I would watch it at Christmas. I would watch it at Christmas. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of the one. It's one of those like you tend to go back to your childhood for those kind of films. Yeah. So it's just like Power Rangers film, Lion King, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, I think a lot of people tend to watch Disney films at Christmas, don't they? Or just watch Frozen. Yeah. Which is, I think technically Frozen is set in July or something, isn't it? It's set in the summertime, but it was released at Christmas. Yeah. Um, and there's loads of ice and the ice castles and songs about snowmen. And there's a snowman in it. So it is kind of, uh, they, they lay the Christmas on thick in that one. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any guilty pleasures, but a lot of Christmas stuff tends to be kind of naff and people kind of reject it as kind of hokey holiday nonsense but I love it all so yeah. all, 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 Christmas. all Christmas yeah I, don't, I, I hate Christmas hipsters they're like sick of hearing Christmas songs it's like I, I will listen to Christmas songs till the end of time yes I love it so uh, Christmas is my guilty pleasure I would say yeah if you don't embrace Christmas you're a horrible person unless you know you're, you're like another religion or something and you don't celebrate Christmas in which case happy Hanukkah happy Kwanzaa happy or nothing <laughs> Muslim Christmas do they have one I, I don't know I, I, I studied Islam in school. I should know So did this. I. <laughs> but, but yeah. Happy holidays. That's probably... Like, I, I resent it, but that's probably the, <laughs> yeah. the blanket term for it. And in fairness, Christmas is essentially a secular celebration at this stage. Yeah. It's kind of just like... <laughs> we have separated like 80% of the religious meaning out of Christmas. It's pretty much like, you know, recognizing that uh, we're not all bad people. And yeah. we're kind of happy to be together after another year. And we're just celebrating... Yeah family and each other more than anything else and, and we like buying people to, and ourselves things togetherness but like it's just kind of showing your appreciation for your family at one time of the year I, just like being nice to each other for one day without killing each other when but, when religion our, our current religions eventually descend into the status of myth as most religions eventually do like you think of norse gods and greek gods and all those things they they ascend uh, they eventually descend into the status of myth uh i think christmas will continue as kind of a secular thing yeah. It's just a holiday people celebrate as a time to come together and buy each other things. <laughs> and say, hey, I like you. Yeah, I like you, Ken. That's very existential of you, Ken. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on that somber note, mm. what are your favourite Christmas movies and songs? Uh, I don't think people realise that's what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Christmas. Fair <laughs> few detours in there, but we're talking about Christmas. Have you got any guilty pleasures? Let us know on Facebook uh, at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. In fairness, that's the first time in a while I've messed that up. Yeah, you've been doing the Facebook one for quite, quite well for a while, and now it's, it's all falling apart. And at Twitter, at TWSKK, we would love to hear from you as always. Just time for one last break before we come right back to wrap up the show with details on next week's episode. Stick around. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download every Sunday at SoundCloud.com slash The Weekend Show. Okay, young Padawans, that's it for our Christmas sequel. It's the last one until next year, we promise. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Thank you for taking the time to click play or download on the podcast. You can find a new episode every Sunday at soundcloud.com forward slash the weekend show. And you can also track us down on a little thing called iTunes. I don't know if you've heard of it. If you like the show, why not write us a review on iTunes? It can even be your Christmas present to us. Besides the actual real present, of course. Yes. Send us presents. <laughs> I will happily accept any and all presents. If the weekend show is on your Christmas list, you can relive snippets of our best bits on YouTube. Just search TWSKK. If you're partial to a bit of old social media, you can reach us at facebook.com 
forward slash TWSKK. Nailed it. Nailed and it. where can they find us on Twitter here? Uh, at TWSKK. Next week, we bring you the poppies. Let me explain. Our, our year-end awards, recognizing the best in pop culture, hence poppies. Poppies, not the flower. So we're going to talk the best of 2015 and all the stuff that interests us. So it's not going to be like just film. It's going to be like basically any nerdy stuff that we like. We might include a token book segment. <laughs> yeah. Check out our social media throughout the week for information on our categories and nominations. Our theme music is by the very Christmassy Mr. Drawn. And until next time, say goodbye, girl. Bye-bye. Take it easy, everybody.